48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. Tonight's headlines. Health officials are notified of almost 22,000 COVID cases, 10,000 of which are confirmed. The Shangshe and Chinwan slaughterhouses are closed over COVID outbreaks among workers. And the president of Ukraine calls on its army to stand firm as Russian forces enter the capital, Kiev. The Center for Health Protection says they have been notified of 21,979 COVID cases in the past 24 hours. Health officials also confirmed 10,010 cases, all but four contracted the disease locally. The hospital authority, meanwhile, reported that 47 COVID patients aged between 9 and 100 had died over the past day. Only five of them were vaccinated. A chief manager of the hospital authority, Lao Kahin, says 51 patients are in critical condition, including a five-year-old girl. That girl present with fever for a few days before the admission and also to vomiting and chest discomfort. And then the patient developed some heart rhythm problem, including the fast heart rate. And uh, then the patient was treated by medications and was then admitted to the uh, children's hospital for further management. Dr. Chuan Shokuan from the Center for Health Protection says the Xiangshe slaughterhouse has to be closed for the time being after a large number of staff came down with COVID. I understand from an FHD, the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department, that there have been uh, around one, 190 positive cases, either by uh, PCR or by RIT. So they are closing it for uh, disinfection and, and stop for a while. Health officials have also announced that the Chunwan slaughterhouse will be closed until further notice, owing to a COVID outbreak there. The government says it's in talks with mainland officials to arrange for butchers to come and work in Hong Kong so services can be resumed as soon as possible. Turning overseas, President Volodymyr Zelensky has called on Ukraine's army to stand firm in the face of the sustained assault from Russian forces, saying they were all the country had. Russian troops have reached the northern parts of the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, as they press ahead on the second day of their attack. The BBC's James Waterhouse is in Kiev. We now hear the approaching sound of fighting. We can hear the occasional bit of faint gunfire. But as I talk now, the city is the quietest I have ever seen it. There are barely any, There is barely anyone around. There is one vehicle, as far as I can see, and there is a, an eerie silence. Uh, we don't know what is going to happen next there. We've seen an armoured convoy of uh, armoured vehicles, Russian armoured vehicles, make their way down through Obolony. We've seen other footage on social media which shows one vehicle colliding with an old man in a car. He's pulled out to safety, but they are tearing their way into the capital. The foreign ministry has spoken about Russia's attack on Ukraine, saying China opposes any act inciting war and has taken a responsible attitude from the very beginning to persuade all parties not to escalate tensions. The Xinhua News Agency says spokesperson Hua Chunying made the remarks in response to suggestions from the U.S. State Department that Moscow had launched this huge offensive thanks to Beijing's backing. Mike Weeks reports. 
Responding at the ministry's daily press briefing to queries about Ukraine, Hua Chunying said the United States has sent at least one and a half billion US dollars worth of weapons and ammunition to the country. She said if the US and all the parties in the crisis had promoted peace talks, reviewed the historical context of what she called the Ukraine issue, respected and accommodated each other's security concerns and resolved the issue in a reasonable, proper way instead, what would be happening now? The culprit of the tension, she said, should now consider how to put out the fire as soon as possible with concrete actions instead of blaming others. On to the weather. It will be fine and cool with cloudy periods tomorrow morning, a minimum temperature of about 15 degrees in the urban areas and a few degrees lower in the new territories. Dry tomorrow with a top temperature of about 21 degrees. The outlook, fine and cool on Sunday morning and sunny intervals early to midweek next week, when it's going to be humid and misty. Currently, the temperature is 15 degrees Celsius. The humidity is standing at 80%. RTHK, the time is coming up to 5 minutes past 11. Health officials say people who test positive for COVID-19 with rapid test kits will no longer need to submit a deep throat saliva sample for confirmation. That's part of a major policy shift in the government's testing strategy as they struggle to keep up with an exponential increase of cases. Timmy Sung reports. People will soon be able to register their self-test positive result online. And officials say they are doing away with a follow-up PCR test for confirmation to avoid duplication of resources and delay. Officials say that will allow them to support patients quicker and more details will be available soon as the relevant arrangements and online system are still being prepared. Health authorities have also announced that preliminary positive cases from private laboratories will be treated as confirmed cases from now on, so public laboratories won't need to double-check the results. Rapid antigen test kits will also be distributed to places with a high risk of infection, such as buildings with multiple cases and restaurants, instead of compulsory testing notices being issued. But lockdown in buildings with an even higher risk will continue. Officials say although testing capacity has been ramped up, with 200,000 people a day being tested in the past week, the increase in demand has put tremendous pressure on testing facilities. They say it's undesirable that some people have had to wait days for their test results, and a change in testing priority will help speed things up and support patients quicker. The government has gazetted amended employment laws which will require employers to grant paid sick leave to staff whose movements are restricted by COVID control measures and make it illegal for them to dismiss these workers for this reason. The amended legislation will also allow bosses to sack employees who, without sufficient medical reasons, refuse to receive COVID-19 vaccination. Exemptions will, however, be granted to certain workers, including pregnant and lactating staff. The head of the hospital authority says Hong Kong needs more help from the mainland to fight the massive surge in COVID infections. Henry Fan says he hopes Beijing will send at least a thousand medical staff to the territory to tackle the outbreak here. Jimmy Choi reports. The hospital authority's chairman says the city's healthcare system and medical workers have been overwhelmed by the surge in COVID infections, and the situation might only be solved if there is a large medical team deployed from the mainland. 
Henry Fan made a comment in an interview with the Global Times a day after the government gazetted emergency laws to waive licensing and registration requirements for mainland medical personnel involved in anti-epidemic work in Hong Kong. Mr. Fan added that the hospital authority is considering following the mainland's example in subjecting some medical staff to closed-loop management to better protect them. The government has identified two more sites to build isolation and treatment facilities for COVID-19 patients. As Violet Wong reports, that raises the total number of beds expected to be made available at such facilities to 50,000. The administration says one of the two plots is lent by a private developer and is located near Masik Road in Fanling. The other is on the Hong Kong Boundary Crossing Facilities Island of the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge. The sites, together with several other locations announced earlier, are expected to provide about 50,000 beds. Development Minister Michael Wong told the radio program that construction of isolation and treatment facilities are now underway in Kai Tak, Yunlong, Qingyi and other districts. He said the facilities, funded by the SAL government, will be built by mainland construction teams using the modular method, which involves assembling prefabricated parts on site. Meanwhile, the authority said 11 hotels are now providing some 3,800 rooms for isolation purposes. They added that more than 30 hotels are being converted into community isolation facilities. A family lawyer says she's received many calls from clients who fear being separated from their children if family members are confirmed with COVID-19 and sent to an isolation facility. Samantha Gershon, a partner with Withers Family Team, says people are approaching her to draft up guardianship documents to give them peace of mind over who would take care of their loved ones. Our clients are really concerned about families being separated if one of them becomes positive. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners may have heard about the situation of the 11-month child whose parents are unable to stay with their child when she was taken into hospital. We've got children with severe special needs and so parents are terrified that they'll be separated from their children if that situation occurs and that really scares a family as right now. So parents you know, want to have something in place just something happened to them so they're coming to us for that they're asking for deed of guardianship documents and they just want sort of reassurance if we can give that that families can be kept together the government has locked down two buildings in Changkwano and Quintong, requiring residents to get tested for COVID-19 overnight. Authorities sealed off Block 5 of Onning Garden in Changkwano this evening, saying preliminary positive infections have been reported from the building. Officials also locked down Sao Yi House of Sao Maoping Estate in Quintong after sewage samples there tested positive for the virus. The operation in Changkwano is expected to be completed by 5 p.m. tomorrow, while the one in Kuntong will finish at about 1 p.m. The Foreign Ministry's office in Hong Kong has strongly condemned and firmly rejected the UK government's decision to expand the so-called lifeboat scheme that provides a route to British citizenship for younger Hong Kongers. Details from Altus Wong. The scheme, which opened a year ago, is currently only available to British national overseas passport holders born before the handover in 1997. Now the UK government has agreed to also include BNO holders' children who are now aged 18 or above, with a change expected to take effect in October. 
The Office of the Commissioner of Foreign Ministry in Hong Kong said London's decision grossly interfered in China's internal affairs and Hong Kong affairs and seriously violated international law and basic norm governing international relations. Commerce Secretary Edward Yao has stressed the importance of upgrading the tourism industry to prepare for an eventual border reopening. Speaking at a briefing on the budget, Mr. Yao said some $3.8 billion have been dished out to travel agents and their staff to help them stay afloat. But he said the sector has been more resilient than expected, with fewer agencies shutting down than estimated. The minister wouldn't say when the borders might reopen, but says there's great hope for a recovery. They are coping, waiting that when the fine day comes where the tourists can come back, they would have the ability to rebound. That's why the second trend of support, including enhancing Hong Kong's attractiveness as a tourism destination, is so important. I think Hong Kong remains a very attractive place for tourists. But of course, for the entire world, I think COVID has been putting a major barrier. So we are taking this opportunity of this now period to upgrade the trade as a whole, to maintain Hong Kong's image, and also to equip every frontline petitioner. To sports now, an MMA fighter Ramona Pasquale will make history tomorrow night when she becomes the first woman from Hong Kong to fight in the UFC. Pasquale, who moved to Las Vegas in 2020 to get UFC matchmakers to take notice of her, will take on Josiane Nunes of Brazil in Las Vegas. She told MMA Mania that she's ready. Oh, I'm ready. I mean, she's aggressive. She's a banger. You know, she's going to come out swinging. She's going to pressure forward, and I'm definitely ready for that kind of challenge. And honestly, I can't wait. I think the, uh, the pressure is exciting. Um, and I really love that uh, I'll be able to, you know, do this. She's only had one fight in the UFC, so not super experienced as far as octagon fights go. Um, so it's kind of like a good time and like a good way for me to get, you know, test myself as well, come in there um, and see and see who's going to come out on top. Hong Kong's Olympic fencing champion Edgar Zhang has the opportunity to climb to the top of the world rankings this weekend at the Men's World Cup Series in Cairo. He's now world number two, the highest ranking ever attained by a Hong Kong foilist. Zhang has 196 points, just 11 behind world number one Alessio Faccioni of Italy. The SAR's only other top-ranked fencer was Vivian Kong, who won the world epi title in 2019. UEFA has confirmed its decision to take this year's Champions League final away from St. Petersburg. It's being moved to Paris. Russia's playoff game against Poland to qualify for this year's World Cup is under review and likely to be moved. Here's the FIFA president, Gianni Infantino. FIFA condemns the use of force by Russia in Ukraine and any type of violence to resolve conflicts. We call on all parties to restore peace through constructive dialogue. Meanwhile, Formula One says it's impossible to hold a race in Russia later this year following Russia's attack on Ukraine. And that's the news from RTHK.
Connection. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. It came out in the mid-70s. It was also featured in a film called The Dragonflies, or The Man from Hong Kong, which starred uh, Jimmy Wang Yu and George Lazenby. So a bit of Bruce Lee and uh, James Bond all sort of merged together with that track. Big hit around uh, Asia and then into the US. Sky Love. 